Okay? I know it's hard being a woman, but there's, there's a coldness that you have to accept when you're a man, especially a black man. It's like the world's cold as a motherfucker, okay? When you get older, one thing I learned, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. <laughs> women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. Okay? I've never heard a woman in my life say, you know, after he got laid off, we got so much closer. <laughs> you ain't never heard that shit. No, no, no. I, I once heard my grandmother say, How you doing, man? It's been hey. a while. Yeah, it's been you know, you know, you know how we do: bounce in, bounce out, bounce back in again. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Like I was telling you, man. Um, one, one, one thing. One key thing to my recovery was actually getting an adequate amount of sleep. Like if you if you ever feeling like sh- shit, bro, and like you could take all the you know you could take medicine, you can you know hydrate, do everything you need to do, but if you don't ever actually like fall into like a good amount of rest, that shit it ain't really gonna matter. Like yeah. you're gonna feel like crap. You know, and I think that was like one of my them key moments for me. Like, I want to say it was sometime like Wednesday or Thursday where I actually like went to sleep and I felt good, you know, and it didn't feel like I needed to be on like medicine. Like it was a real good natural sleep. And then after that, I, I pretty much uh, I've been straight since then. I had I've been able to, you know, you know, you know, take walks and stuff. And like my muscles are, are feeling kind of normal again. You know, but um, man, this motherfucker, man, when you when you uh, when you just trying to move, and every time you move, you cr- you catching a cramp, like that. You know that 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 hurt, man. Like I like I couldn't even scratch my back. You know. So you really you really just kind of took your time and just like let me let my body, uh, almost basically just do a whole deload of, let me just do some normal stuff, walking, not really. No, you said you ain't touch no weights, you ain't hoop or nothing. You just, you was just chilling. Puerto Rico cat chilling. Puerto Rico cat chilling, bro. I promise I was. I was no. It, I mean, cause I mean, I ain't. I'm not. I'm not like these, these, uh, these Instagram fitness models, man. I ain't had nothing to prove. Um, I just, I just, I just needed to take it easy. You feel it, dog. Like you, you feel it. You know, it's a, it's a big difference between like being sick. And like your immune system feels like trash, and you feeling like weak, and like you feeling like if you do too much, you gonna pass out, that type of thing. And like, like I said, like it's to the point where like if I if I made a certain movement, like I would have caught a cramp in the earlier stages. Then that was about two weeks ago, though. But um, 
after a while, like I said, man, I could, I was just, I pretty much, it was, it was a couple of days while I was doing was just, just trying to stay hydrated, not regular water hydrated. I had to drink like, you know, like Pedialyte, that Powerade, and I, then I would mix in water there, you know, here and there. But for the most part, like I know I needed to like get my electrolytes up because I was gone. They was gone. Mm-hmm. They was gone. So were you were you pushing yourself harder than you had been, or was it just kind of like a catch up? Man, it's it's a story that's a, it's a tad bit embarrassing, so I won't really go into detail. But just know that um, I did. We we I think the killer was we I, I had a men's league game one night and. I think that it just caught up with me because, like, we had played, like, I hadn't played two fully full regulation games in a minute, and not only two of them, we played two of back-to-back games that went to overtime. Mm-hmm. And, that and like, I played, played, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was playing, you know, like, I, we, we was out there trying to win. And it felt good in the moment. Like, I felt fine in the moment, but I did realize that I sweat, I was sweating more than usual. And to me, the gym felt a lot hotter, but that was just me. Yeah. That was bottom line. It was just me. And um, I felt like it was just – but see, me, a lot of people don't know this about me. Like, I don't like the heat, bro. <laughs> and like straight up, like I was like a lot of tech. Like you, I've been out here in Texas for a while, but I do not like the heat. And um, my body, I just I, I'm a type person that will I will sweat pretty fast. And uh, a part of that is, but that's why I don't like the heat because I sweat easy. So, um, it to me, I swear it had it had already been one of those days where it was it was hot, and um, it was one of those weeks where it's just hot in Houston. So, um. That that heat exhaustion just caught up with me, period. Cause I have to drink a lot of water, but now it's to the point where like I got to drink a lot of water. Now I got to make sure that I'm eating a bunch of fruit and and veggies. Like I can't like eat like even even though I know I want to start getting back up in the morning to work out, man. It's to the point now where like I I'm already mentally prepared. Like I'm probably going down a whole bottle of Powerade before I even touch anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or or a body armor. Or throw some, you know, electrolyte tablets in my water. You know that that's how it is right now. Cause like I know that in this heat, I'ma sweat two times as much as I usually do. Cause even I I can go jogging like in like six, 60, 70 degree weather and like halfway through my jog I'm be I'm be I'm be, I'm be sweating. Yeah. You know weather good. If if my once my heart rate going I'm sweating. Yeah. Don't matter don't don't matter the weather I'm sweating. And you no, know, the first thing that sweat is my palms. Do your knees weak? Arms <laughs> I knew you was girls. I knew you was about to say that. Come on, man. I'm a I'm a rhyme book over here. Sometimes I I got them. They just sit there. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm keep mama spaghetti down though. Don't worry about that, buddy. <laughs> don't worry about that, man. But yeah, man. I don't want to talk about me anymore. Yeah, that's a, that's I'm, a thing of you. It is. That is enough, man. That's almost a full eight minutes about Welly F. You might, you might, you might need a, you might need a uh, what a, a a WFS. Oh, they don't, they don't want that, man. They are gonna turn them up all the way off. <laughs> I'm gonna have people hot because I, I'm gonna have you hot. I'm, all, I already came over here thinking like, oh, I'm gonna piss people off this time. 
But I I'm gonna be the nice guy. I'm gonna let you be the asshole. Hey man, I got I got the energy. I got the energy. It's it's like like I told you. Um, first of all, I lost count, so I'm not on JS seven. I'm on JS six, which is officially done. But like I told you, in the process of trying to finish that, I I, I feel like you know when I'm when I'm doing those, I I you I catch a vibe, like I'm in a certain mood. Um, I, I want to talk about a certain thing or a certain or a couple of things. So when I'm in that mood and something knocks me off that vibe, like I get you know some information from a third party or or get something in my environment that really changes and and changes like my mood. It's hard for me to just go in there and and fake that, like, and that's why it's a lot of rambling because it's, it's me spewing out my thoughts. Like the first two were very structured, but after that they became a lot more more ramble kind of you know let me get this stuff out of my mind so I don't have to worry about it anymore. And then when people come in and they insert other things, I'm not gonna say ne- necessarily say negativity, but when people insert other things, then I'm not focused on myself anymore. And to me, those JSs are a focus of myself and a self-evaluation that I need to I need to look at and actually do. So when I get other people's business in there, I was like, all right, let me let me get you. Let me clear you out. <laughs> let me clear you out. So I have all this room to focus on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So do you like do you like this one this time? Do you like the production of it or did you or did you take it easy on the production? Is it more like one of the originals or? It's 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 more simplistic. Okay. I mean, not not that I hated the production on the other one, because I know you 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 said okay, I see what you were trying to do, mm-hmm. and like you know, and and you know, just doing that as a one off, you're not, it's not going to be perfect, you know. And and even going back and listening to it, and then people telling me, oh, and I had mic issues because everybody, hey, you know, you sounded like you was in a wind tunnel or something like that. Yeah, I had microphone issues. I wasn't in my home, quote unquote, studio. I was at my parents' house. So that was all it was, you know, all these things going on, but at the same time, I had cleared out that mental space where I was I was basically taking thoughts to the goodwill. <laughs> like like let me get these out and then let me donate these to the listeners. So I, I had to get it out regardless of where I was at. And what I've actually learned is these old school iPhone headphones that you plug in with the with the mic on the stream, those shits work work the best still. The AirPods, the the uh, Beats or whatever, then eh, they okay. But to record yourself, I think these are pretty dope. And that's what I use this time. And I I, I hope you, it's heard in the quality. Uh, you know, I've always hated Bluetooth. Yeah. headphones. I've always hated Bluetooth headphones. I feel like I feel like the only reason people that work out with them enjoy them is dependent it's de- it really depends on your movements. But if you have a nice enough string on your headphones and the way your headphones set up on your body, like like in the wintertime or if I'm if I'm wearing a, a certain hoodies, I can wear, you know, stringed headphones and I enjoy them a lot more and I know they're never going to go out and sometimes my bluetooth or your uh, earbuds they may catch a bad charge one night when you're going to bed that shit will fuck up your whole workout you go in that bitch that whole talk about your your battery level medium that should have pissed you two off two things that'll mess up a workout battery level medium and no gum oh <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I use. I'm not even. I'm not much of a gum guy when I when I work out. I, I like to. I like to have something to drink though. I like to have my water though. But 
I can see how that could be an issue for some people. But yeah, I I can see how that old school that old school uh Apple uh Apple ear earphones could be nice. I don't have any of those. Uh, man, I'll put you some in the mail because I got like four of them. Interesting. I, I'd appreciate that. I, I ain't got none, man. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. But you know, other than that, JS is on the way. Uh, damn. You know what? We don't even do the intro anymore. Uh, but uh, anyways, if you've made it this far, please remember subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, uh, the Amazon Store. I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but please go and do that. And if by chance you go to Google and you Google us, there's an ad that's number one. But we're the first thing right after that. So, yeah, we may not be, you know what, I'm not going to go down that wormhole. But if you go to Google, you type No Boundaries Podcast in, there's an ad for something. And then there's us. So we're, we're easy to find. And by us, it's Javito and Formula One Ferrelli. My bad, I had to send a text message. But okay. did you just did you just butcher my name? Yeah, I, I did, I did. <laughs> oh yeah, nigga, I catch things. I caught yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't do fun. Don't do Fonzarelli like that. Formula man. One Fonzarelli. There you go. There Working you go. on my Italian. To... Working on my Italian. It's... My my son had asked me. He, he was like, he asked me. He was like, what is that? He was like, what is Fonzarelli? And I just kind of I had to I had to break it down to him. He had been in the backseat. He Googled it. He's like, oh, okay, this, this Happy Days character, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, that, that that's him. And and um didn't really do do too much of a deep dive, but it was funny because I had when I was uh in the hotel room the other day, I seen that CNN had this um this um what is it called? The history of sitcom. They have this history of sitcom documentary going on right now. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's special to the hotel room, but um, there is a, there is like this sitcom documentary, uh, going on. I think shit, it might be on right now. Uh, I think it's like a two or three day event. Um, don't know if they probably they 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 pre- they should have gotten to, to happy days because I do remember them talking about Brady Bunch, and it was funny because uh. They said something about Brady Bunch that I said on here, and I talked. I talked about how a lot of people don't realize how um, countercultural Brady Bunch was, as far as like having that was like the era where you were starting to catch a lot more blended families, and they were kind of discreet about how the families got together like uh, i still i bet it's still a lot of people to this day that don't know why you know the kids got you know the boys got with the with the girls like a lot of people probably think oh maybe the uh maybe the parents in the last relationship died you know and that kind of was the perception because divorce was still a taboo topic back in the day wait, 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 you, what, do you, what do you mean by the boys got with the girls meaning the the uh, the, the, the the brady family Mm-hmm. I don't know the I don't know the uh, maiden name of the of the mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, okay. I You're guess. talking about the parents, how they got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how, okay, the, okay. How, how the group of girls and the group yeah. of boys, like I mean, like I said, it's a blended family, but you know, people really just never like they don't they didn't get into that. Like how they got into it with like um step by step. Like we That's automatically exactly knew. Thinking too, yeah. Yeah, and that was and that was that was the modern that was the modernized version. But by that time, you're talking about early '90s, you know, being divorced, and you had you had you had um, 
you had shows where being a single mother was 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 a normal thing. You had you had shows where um, adopting a kid was a normal thing. You had Webster. You had different strokes. You know. Then you then you had your then you had your uh, quote unquote your 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 um your perfect family your normal family when you're talking about um yeah, what was that show with Michael J Fox. Cause I that's what I I know that's where that's where Alyssa Milano was uh that's why I figured out about that's how I first you know discovered Alyssa Milano I grew up watching that show was that that wasn't Silver Spoons no nah, that wasn't Silver Spoons Silver Spoons that's before my time <laughs> oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah say yeah. my my Michael J Fox is 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 uh whoa <laughs> what was that show where he he worked for like the mayor. Oh yeah, that see that was more that was more. Yeah, that was Michael J. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was yeah. But he had Parkinson's then, didn't I, he? I think so. Yeah, because he kept yeah, his he hand had... in his pocket a lot during during, <laughs> during the later seasons in that. But yeah, and also um, Suzanne Summers um, back from Step by Step. She she boy, she was something serious. She she was something serious. But see, but see that, but the, even then, man, Three's Company, Suzanne Summers. You 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 young, but you yeah. know Three's Company. Yeah, I know Three's Company. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Think about that whole dynamic. Joyce Joyce DeWitt. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, Joyce DeWitt. She was she was nice to me. I don't know. I I always thought she was real beautiful. But see, see, I think if you were to go white woman, you'd go brunette. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I don't know, blondes, man. They just they just seem like they're too much. I, I I think blondes feel the need to be too much. Like you may not necessarily be too much, but because you're blonde, you feel like okay, I gotta be too much because I'm blonde. That I actually had this conversation with a blonde woman. She was like, she was, she was telling me something. She was like, I don't know why to this day that we had this perception. And I was like, I think it really it probably was Marilyn Monroe. Like that really like made it big, big. I mean, it, and can't give her all the credit, but that because that was a Beverly Hills thing. But she definitely took it to a whole another level. And um, I want to say uh, Mariska Haggerty's mom. I forgot her mom. I always forget her mom's name. but you but you know who her mom was though yeah yeah, yeah. she was her mom was a big deal and um i think that's the first time i ever said her name correct i was was impressed (laughs) yeah 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 i was impressed let me tell you for all y'all that don't know who that is that is the that is uh that's olivia benson Benson, uh law and order svu Jane Mansfield. Yeah, Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield was she was something serious, man. She uh she was, yeah, yeah. And it was a a, a long it was a, it was an array of them. But even then, with me, I'm looking at if if I'm in that era, I'm probably looking at Audrey Hepburn. I just I just I don't and, know. And, and the funny thing is, when you get to the black shows, like when you when you get the family Family Matters, it went to it, it wasn't the mom. Auntie was fine and Laura was fine, you know, but but mom, she was just kind of she looked very mommy. And <sighs> Bill was, was like dark skin and Bill. Huh? You could take it back though. Like let's 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 go to fam- let's go to uh whatchamacallit, good times. I mean, when you went to yeah. good times, you never was like the mom and the dad in these black shows was never the eye catcher. But I mean, you know, that, that probably could be said for a lot of shows, but I think that they found it to be important to have, you know, one of the um, the aunts or the sister to be hot. They did it the on neighbor, purpose. The neighbor. 
the yeah the oh yeah the name they did it on purpose like they knew what they was doing like I'm like come on they, you, ain't have, you ain't had the black piggy Bundy in there. I wonder where when it got to the point where they probably start trying to make make it to where it got to like some modern family shit because I noticed that a lot like the uh, the dad would just be just some regular average guy but then the mom would be hot like come on now King of Queens I never understood. Yeah, King, yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's two thousand. Yeah, that's in the two thousands. What what did when was watching? <sighs> yeah, I mean we we've done step by step. Uh well, we gotta fam- take it back. Family matters family matters was um Aunt Rebecca. Yeah, she was nice. She was mm-hmm. nice. Like you said, Laura was nice. Yeah. Um when you start talking about black sitcom, man. It, it, it that that's why I left off on uh when I left before I left the hotel. So I really I really I really wish I could just because I I'm sitting there and they going through my head because I can even go two two seven, and I'm yeah. like I don't think the main people in two two seven were the eye catchers, but then you had it was Jackie right? Yeah. Yeah, you know Jackie came in there. I mean that's why Jackie hey. is who she is. And hey, bro, it don't look like Jackie's aged. <laughs> Hey man, some 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 people just got it like that. Not everybody. I ain't one of the people that's gonna say you black don't crack because I've seen some some disappointing blackness and not disappointing in a sense of you know I I feel I feel that those people shouldn't look like that. But I mean, you you'd be shocked sometimes. You be like, damn, what happened? You know, even with your boy with uh, Shannon Brown, like it, that was sad to see, man. Say, hey, man. I mean, Shannon Brown was sad to see, man. I, I, it's crazy because, like, my last image of him, I just I do remember him being with Monica. That was yeah. it. I haven't really checked on Shannon Brown in a minute. Like, like you, you just remember those highlights of him being able to jump out the gym Bruh. and being with Monica. That was it. But uh, I'm just I ain't afraid to say it. But that's what a divorce. That's what divorce will do to you, especially as a man. I, I mean, the thing is. You know, and this is this isn't the case, you know, the, the base case scenario, but quite often in times, I don't think it's a man that pushes pushes for the divorce. Because it's it's, typ- it's typically not the man that pushes for the marriage. Once you once the once the man is is I don't want to say convinced, but once he makes up his mind that he wants to get married, he's usually locked in. Does that mean he doesn't step out? No. Does that mean he he does step out? No. But for a man to leave, it's got to be something extreme. And I've worked with people who have absolutely hated their spouse. I worked with this guy. He would just live in his garage, basically. He would go home. He would live in his garage and just go uh, go to bed. I don't even know if they slept in the same bed or not. But, like, but like the girls, his girls were grown and everything. And it's like, man, if your kids are grown, why are you still around? And he just, like, wouldn't leave. You know, and, and you know, he probably had his, his reasons that you just don't tell me over drinks and everything. But... From my my personal experience and the, and the interactions that I've seen, the men don't really push for that. So when they the, the divorce does come, the man is usually a whooped by the courts, and b he's he's mentally drained because maybe you know maybe he w- was there mentally and maybe he wasn't there mentally, and then now that's gone, his house is gone, you know his a percentage of his income is gone. What do you have to live for? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a fact that women initiate seventy percent of all divorces in America, at least. 
Um, that's that's a that's a fact. Um, I'm sitting. I'm listening. I'm thinking about your question. Um, there's a lot to live for as a man. <laughs> I know what you mean when you ask that question. There is a lot to live for, but you have to have you have to keep in mind that a lot of men when they a lot of men when they go into a lot of modern people. I'm going to say a lot of modern people, when they go into marriages, not all, but enough of them go into it with the mindset of having divorce as an option. Uh, Not enough people go into that agreement looking at it like, hey, no matter what, we're going to stick this out. You know, ever since no fault divorce, which pretty much popularized itself in like the 50s, I think it's 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 been too easy to get a divorce too easy in a sense of don't get it twisted there are people out there that will kill you before they get a divorce because divorce is that that expensive and i, I was actually watching a true crime about that the other day where well we all actually saw a netflix documentary where the dude um that that bodybuilder dude well that that was a small part of a his image, but he was like trying to be like an inspiring. Like he start weightlifting and start feeling himself. Got a little girlfriend on the side. Oh, basically, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. he put his kids in that tunnel. He yeah, put his yeah, kids yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. But in all, in actuality, the, the root cause of that was he didn't want to be with her anymore. And I think he personally saw how costly it was going to be to get a divorce. And to deal with spousal support and child support, depending on where he lived, that shit is very costly. When in that moment, you and you got a girlfriend too. You know that, that that so I look at it like, yeah, you got a lot to live for because a dude could probably be sitting there thinking to himself, "Well, shit, you know, I can I can get this divorce, you know, and um, I can uh continue my life, but." You're not gonna be able to really continue your life until maybe 16, 18 years after the fact, because now you still have all these obligations. So divorce is one thing, but a lot of people have they bring kids into the picture. I think if you just if you marry straight up and you divorce straight up, it's probably a lot easier. And once again, depending on the state you stay in, you may not have to pay child support. You're not gonna be out here like uh, Dr. Dre happened to spend three hundred thousand a month. On child on spousal support, if you and, live in California, and, and honestly, for Dr. Dre, that is a win. It, it, it is, it is, it because is. she was asking for like three mil. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, the, the, but when you think about it in that aspect, if she was the one that initiated the divorce, I'm thinking that it ends up being the way it is because they have a. But it's it's no fault though. Like so, it I, I don't understand why men why men. Uh, I guess they know more than me as far as the legalities or whatever. I just know that if I'm in a situation where I'm in a state where I know I end up in a Dr. Dre situation, I should be trying to get it out of that sooner than sooner than the motherfucker. Like I don't want to be the one to have to pay up. I want to be like because Jay Cutler. Like think about you know Jay Cutler's situation. Yeah. Like, he did it the smart way. Like, she got to pay him. And I just think it just all just boiled down to the fact that 
Um, I don't even think it had anything to do with a prenup. I think he just, I think he just put it, he hid his money well. Yeah, I and think, and it's to, to to go going back to generally speaking. You remember a marriage story when we broke that down? Like, oh, let yeah. me get you to move from New York to L.A. Now that we both live in L.A., these rules are different. And also, um, I think L.A. Um, the person, the the, the breadwinner, so to speak has to that person has to be able to somewhat maintain the lifestyle that you introduce them to and see that is my bigger issue with with all this like you got this lifestyle because you're with me that that, that's a perk of being with me is this lifestyle when you're not with me you don't get this lifestyle See that's that that's that that's that liberal bullshit. That's that California bullshit. Cause that go back to the episode where we were talking about that that one retarded girl, with the one that with the one that was talking about how, you know, I'm not leaving. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tear up your house. You know, after you like, it's like, I can almost understand it in the marriage, but it all comes down to you don't want to be here no more though. <laughs> like, let's get back to that. You want, you want to the leave. lifestyle without the life. Yeah, I'm a like, part of the life. If you're initiating this split, you don't want to be here anymore. What do I owe you anything? Let's just go about our separate ways. And that's why that one time I had that conversation with you. I think marriages would be a lot different if there was like a renewal, a renewal form that needed to be signed like every two years saying like, OK, um, for, you know, that, that first initial one. You get married, and that 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 first one's basically saying, "All right, you know, y'all are gonna stick it out for these first two years. If y'all if if y'all get to that two year point, and y'all both don't want to agree to, if y'all both don't agree to renew, then y'all could just go y'all both go y'all separate ways. You know, uh, no no harm, no, no, foul. no harm no exactly no harm no foul. And um, I would say every two years it continues, and as long as y'all both sign." There is no issue. And now if it gets to a point where somebody says, all right, uh, within that two year renewal, and, and I'm saying this is a straight up. This is just just a marriage between two people. Um, if, if, if y'all get to the point, let's say y'all together six years and in that seventh year, maybe six months after signing that renewal, you decide as a woman or as a man, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you are the one that's going to have to incur the uh, the penalties because you signed this saying that you were going to renew and stay stay in this marriage for the next two years. So if you're going to do this, then you're going to be the one that's going to have to uh, for the next year and a half. You got to buy you know, out the contract. Yeah, there you go. There buy you out go. the contract. Whatever that whatever that contract may be, like if 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 y'all are two people that get together and you um you guys come together and on taxes it says that. You make four hundred thousand, then for the next you know a year and a half of that contract, you need to be able to make sure that even though y'all are not staying in the same house or whatever whatever the case may be, that you're able to provide that fifty percent, you know at least that way that man can that man or that woman can can live the lifestyle that they 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 want they expected to live for the next year and a half. But I, I mean, even even when you say that, you know, when you sign up. To, when you sign up and get married, I guess you, you're saying you're signing up for this lifestyle for life. So, you know, when you do decide to exit, you know, it's, you know, give me give me this for life. But 
like you said, if if you're on the low end, basically, and you decide to bounce, then why 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 am I like I'm so I'm so horrible to be around, and we're so we have these irreconcilable differences that you need to leave. Then why do you need my money? <laughs> I mean, it's it's really. It's a, to me. It it's like I hate you so much, but I like your money. I got. I I, I I like the money. I like the lifestyle that you, that your money and your talents have brought to me. So I want to maintain that, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep that. I don't want to keep you. It's it's a and, it's a question. Kids are uh, in Dr. Dre's case. I think all their kids are grown. Yeah, they should be. Um, I imagine they I mean, are. He is a grandfather at this point in time, so it's like yeah, your kids yeah. are grown. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm talking about straight up, you know. And when and when and when you bring kids into the picture, we have to we have to see as a society that women aren't always the best parent. I think if we can, I think if we want to make family courts fair, I believe that a psychological uh, evaluation of both parents is very necessary. I believe I believe if they if 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 the governments really cares i believe if society really cared about children the way they say they do getting that child into the hands of the right parent is fucking crucial and you know you'll have plenty of people roll your eyes at that thought but we've seen it case after case we've seen documentary after documentary where plenty of mothers and dads too they kill their kids. They they neglect their kids. You know, they're the reason a lot of kids end up in 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 adoption or ends up, you know, and we see it. We see we see a generation of kids being raised by their grandparents. Like we see it. You know, so let's let's not act as if one gender is better at raising kids than the other these days cuz that's not the case no more. I think you probably could have said that maybe 30, 40 years ago. But right now, like, I don't believe that um, women are just naturally better caretakers than uh, men anymore, especially with his. I mean, uh, uh, and, and I don't mean that from a sense and, and I, I don't mean that from a sense of maybe uh, from birth to maybe three or four years old. Because I feel like after after the age of four or five, boy or girl, um it depends on the personality of the parent. Yeah. I, I mean, I've witnessed it time and time again. I mean, I just, we know that there are just some people out there that just aren't suited to be parents. And I think if, if family courts really gave a damn bottom line, um, psychological evaluations would be had. I believe family support systems would be, would be checked on be like, Hey, do, uh, do, do you have, uh, cause I saw an episode of hands made tell, where um, you know, obviously they both were working, and it was an episode where um, the girl got sick, and the mom just gave her Tylenol, sent her to school anyway, and like when she came to pick up the kid from school, like they were like down her shit because they were like, so you just sent your kid off to school knowing that if they have a fever that, uh, and I thought this episode was was actually kind of wild because this was like. If I'm not mistaken, this was like a 2017 hands made episode, and it was very reminiscent of our COVID times right now. But it was it it was it was foretelling for sure. But um, in this episode of Hands Made Tell, bottom line, there's a rule at that school wherever she sent was like, 
if your child has like a fever of like 99, don't send them to school. They got to stay home. And the mom was like, well, shit, I had to work. Dad had to work. Who's going to watch the kid? You know, and those are the type of questions that need to be had when you're talking about splitting. I mean, think about it. If you're in a dual parent home and you ain't got nobody to watch the kid if the kid gets sick, what happens when they're in a single parent home? You know, like, <laughs> like you, you got you got kids you got you gonna have kids missing a lot of days of school by themselves in danger, you know, and that happens a lot. That happens and, a whole lot. And it, it, it's not always black and white too, because you could you could say, for instance, let's say if I had a kid that lived in Texas and I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, I may be making you know two times more than my spouse. And it's like, all right, cool, Jay. You're the only person out there. So what happens when the child gets sick? Can you take off? Or, or you know, what's going to happen? Well, you know, hey, maybe I can afford to have a nanny where I can afford to have this, this, and this. Well, you know, here's my baby mama in Texas. You know, she can't afford to have the nanny, but she has her mom. She has her sisters. You know, she has her cousin. You know, she has a, a, a stronger support system. So it's kind of like, all right, I have the income, the funds to, you know, have to have somebody. And she has a support system. Like, you know, there's not always that balance to it. So, you know, there, there. Again, that's a. Go my ahead. Bad. That's an evaluation. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. that should come with the evaluation. They should, the court system, if, if it comes down to the court system, the court system should say, well, we want, we want a more familiar, a familial court system. I mean, a familiar support system. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to just go into some daycare. Yeah. You know, like that's cool that you can afford that, but, you know, I, to me, it'll all come down to is the mom a crackhead? Is, is, the, is, the, is the mom a drug addict? Is, is the mom an alcoholic? Is the is, is, does the mom work? Is the mom willing to work? You know, is the mom just trying to live off your income? You know, like ask the real questions. And and in, in the financial world, when we evaluate loans, we evaluate them on willingness and capability. Are you capable of paying this back? And are you willing to pay it back? Capable? Oh, yeah, you got the money coming in. You provide us with your check stubs, this, this, and this. Willingness? We look at your credit score. It's a, it's a 500. You got a lot of delinquent accounts. Don't look like you're willing to pay any goddamn body back. <laughs> you know, but like you said, it's it's an evaluation that needs to happen. It, it's just not the, oh, well, that's the mom and, you know. <laughs> that's, the, that's the mom. She, she cracked out right now in court. But that's the mama, though. But it's like, you know, she put the she put the husband out and he was like, all right, cool. This is, you know, at least my baby mama has a, a roof over her head. The child has a roof over her head. The child has their room. I got to go live in this little little apartment until I get shit straightened out because, you know, you put me out. So when we go to court, I tell them, hey, I got this one bedroom apartment right now. I'm trying to get on my feet and everything. Uh, well, she has a whole three and three and three house over here. You know, how am I going to give you the ch- child? And y- you know, you sleeping in the same room like it's chess, man. It's chess. Oh, oh yeah. Like I said, it, it comes down to an evaluation system and you know, what, what's fair is fair at the time. And I, I, I even think at that point, um, you talk about capability and willingness. Uh, I feel like that psychological evaluation is important just based on the fact that, you know, you don't want to just force a child onto a parent. You know, because every parent ain't going to be in there fighting for their kid. I think that's important, too. 
you know, some people might just some people might just be like she, you know, hey, he, he she can have him. I just so, want to make sure I pay my pay my part and um, you know, let's move on. I, you know, I'm I'm not tripping. She can have him, you know. Some people aren't fighting for their kids, and the other people are only fighting for the kid to make the other person suffer. Oh yeah, that's been going on for you for for decades now. I don't care. I don't care if the child lives with me or you, but I want you to hurt as much as possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talking about chess. That's all. That all. That all. That is is four D family chess. Just using kids as pawns. You know, it's six, it's six, evil. Six. Yeah, it's evil, man. It's a, it's an evil world we live in. But um, uh, who would have thought we sitting here talking about family court? Hey, you know, come on, single moments. <laughs> Single in a hole out here talking about some family court. The same family court ain't got nothing. Listen, listen. I ain't gonna have to worry about family court ever. Knock on wood. I ain't have to ever worry about no fucking family court. I hope you ain't ever had to worry about family court either, bro. I'm definitely gonna mute this. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, if it comes down to family court. It's oh. gonna be some shit on her. Bruh. Hey man, say man. Hired a private investigator. Yeah, bro, I'm do. I'm if, gonna do what it takes. If you go into her SUV and you look under the spare tire, it's a whole. She move. She moving for. She moving for. Uh... Go ahead, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Bring me my kids. <laughs> Keep the, let's keep this simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, man. How you felt about that story, man, with a dude trying to basically keep his wife his wife's memory alive in the robot in the little I wrote the little Apple robot looking thing. What was what was that movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix and was Scarlett Johansson's voice? Was it her or something? Her, her I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a very good movie actually. And like it's like I get it, I understand. Not that I've experienced it, but I've understand like losing, you know, someone that you true that's truly close to you, and you know them not, you know, you not you're not being able to cope with it. But that's a step too far to me, because you you're now enabling yourself not to move on. And I think it's very, very dangerous to stay in that place, especially with somebody that's, you know, transitioned to um, the afterlife. And it's like, I get it. People pass away. You know, eventually you move on. They always have this place in your heart. Hey, totally understand. But at the same time, you got to be willing to, to put some of that action forward. So like, you know what? Let me get rid of their stuff. You know, I know I, their memory isn't in their stuff. Their memory is in my heart. So let me get rid of their stuff. Let me, you know, let me, let me, let me, let me just start talking to people. I ain't got to date nobody. Just let me talk to people. But if I done built this robot and I'm finna become this incel that's talking to their electronics like Tony Starks, damn, I'd be talking to my electronics. You do. You do be talking to your electronics like Tony Stark now. So, oh no, bro. Damn. Oh no, bro. <laughs> Did I just have Thanks. did I just have a come to Jesus moment? Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you ever seen the movie uh Mystic River? No. 
Oh, okay, okay. This is with Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, Sean Penn. Uh, this is a good movie, man. It's, in, it's based in the Boston area. Uh, yeah, I'll never go watch it, but uh, I'm going to recommend Mystic River to y'all. Mystic River is everything um, the movie The Little Things should have been. Remember the oh, movie The Little okay, Things? Okay. Yeah, I remember. The movie, I'm going to say, I don't hate the movie The Little Things. I just expected more from Washington and Malik. And I was just kind of shocked that they let Leto just kind of not even be, to me, the main character. But in a sense, he kind of outshined both of them, which was a shock. That's just my perception of it. And I just think that um, the story for those three guys wasn't unique enough. But then you look at a movie like Mystic River. It's a good movie. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I want to say it came out like early 2000s. But I brought it up because it's a spoiler alert, but just know that somebody, one of the people that died on there, um, it was young love. It was really young. Like these, I think 19 years old. And the kid just had a moment on there. It was like, I'll, he was like breaking down crying. It was like, I'll never find nothing like that again. And I'm just sitting here like, bruh, you 19 years old. And this story we be talking about with this, where this guy is trying to put the the lost his lost wife into this android, basically, he ain't nothing but twenty three, and that was the part that stuck out in the story to me. I'm like, you twenty three years old. I understand, man. That's a really young age to lose a lose a person, especially lose a fiance or a wife. But y'all gotta realize there's a lot of power. And a lot more closure and letting go. You know, like people always talk about closure and people always talk about letting go. It may not be easy, but it's one of them things that we as a, a generation got to get better at doing. There always has to be a period of time needed, but come on, man. You, you you have to understand that not necessarily something better is going to come along, but something's going to come along. And if you're if you're still holding on to this, quote unquote, blessing from the past, how are you going to let this new blessing come through? You know, because and, and that's and that's what we are. We're just a bunch of people walking around right now with our with our bridges up. We don't have our bridges down to where people can, like, get a chance to you know, into our hearts per se. Yeah. And that's just, to me, that's just, that, that's what stuck out to me with that story. I'm just like, dog, like you're not going to open your heart to nobody. You're 23, bro. Yeah. Like, like I get it. Take your time, grieve how you need to grieve, whether it be a year or two or whatever. But like I said, making this robot just locks you in this place in time where you don't and- have the opportunity to go forward makes it really weird for the next one to come through. Because, I mean, shit, I mean, even though I wouldn't wish it on anybody, you know, you might have a Reggie Bush situation where, you know... <laughs> and you already know what I'm talking. I know y'all can't see me, but I just perked up when we mentioned <laughs> Reggie Bush's wife, because let me tell you. <laughs> that is a well, fine specimen right there. Come on, man. Come on, man. Something. Talking, let me go check out her IG because I ain't been here in a minute. <laughs> oh man, 
<laughs> but I mean, in a sense, something better came along. And if even if we don't, if, if the world doesn't see it as something better, for him, something better came along. He happy with it. Yeah, uh, Reggie Bush buff to be 36. That's a good age, man. It's a good age. Yeah, that boy, that boy in shape. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I, man, I told you to, uh, you know, not even, not on no uh, weirdo shit, but I had told you to check out what you call it, man. That dude, um, he in good shape, man. Iso Joe, you ever checked out Iso oh, Joe? Joe? Johnson? Yeah, man, that dude in good shape, man. And you, I know you seen um, Mike Bibby. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they, they in their mid thirties. They not, they, I don't think any of them over forty yet. That's a good age, man. That's a, the good age, man. And 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 see the thing, Mike Bibby, he doesn't have that that basketball body anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, Joe Johnson can shape. Good shape. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine LeBron gonna be like that. LeBron and Russell Westbrook gonna be like that when they when they uh, retire. I can see that. Yeah. I, especially especially with with Bron having having his you know. Bryce is a baller, Bronny's a baller, you know, you're going to stay in shape, you know, messing with your, mm-hmm. with your boys, so, yeah. Yep, yep. Now, the ones that turn into slouches, I, I can't tell who those are going to be at. I don't know, because I think I think, I think, I think the ones that turn into slouches, you kind of, you you already have a feel like, you know, you do Charles Barkley was going to become a slouch. You can see James Harden becoming a slouch. Definitely, James Harden. You're right. You're right. Yeah, about just James based Harden. on their field as it is, they're they're not they're not one of those leaner players. Yeah, Boogie Cousins. He might he might he definitely might become a slouch. Draymond can become a slouch. I can see that. I can see that. And I can I can see him not becoming a slouch. I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how it works, man. You know, it's genetics too. It's definitely genetics. Derrick so, Rose ain't gonna be no slouch. No, no. How 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 do you feel about the the ending of the NBA season? Oh, man, I like Giannis, man. I just, it's just I like Giannis, man. I, and I don't. And I've told you this plenty of times. I don't like CP3. So to, to and I don't. I'm not saying that like I wanted to see him lose, but like I didn't. I didn't care to see him win. Yeah. And. When I see when D, if D book ever does get that chance to win, I would hope that it's it's more focused on him. And I kept saying that I keep hoping that it's more focused on him being a great scorer that he is. And I mean, and if it's in Phoenix, I, I hope that DeAndre Aiden, you know, kind of becomes uh, what Gobert is and better because I think he has the a new old big man. Yeah, because I think uh, he has a lot. No matter what. Anybody says about Rudy Gobert, like he is a defensive nightmare. Mm-hmm. He can move his feet, and you see what France did to to USA, and mm-hmm. a lot of that just comes down to the fact that Gobert is a problem. He's a he's a he's a true rim protector, and he can score pretty efficiently. He, like people talk about Giannis not having a bag, but as you see, you don't really need much of a bag when you're efficient. And, and that's I, the thing I. I I heard Bo Money say, you know, Charles Barkley told him, like, man, you need one or two moves. That's all you. He's like, you don't you don't need a Hakeem Olajuwon bag when you down there. You need one or two moves if you're efficient. You know, you get I mean, to the right positioning, you get you one or two moves. They're not going to be able to stop you. Shaq, what was David, what was David giving, Robinson's move? What was his bag? 
David Robinson was strong as fuck. That was his bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah Sha- Shaq is 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 giving you a lot of shake and bake. He he might give you a little shoulder to the inside to see if you take a bite, but you know he ain't he ain't pulling you out and, and facing you up and doing all this other stuff. I mean, if you're dominant, you're dominant. And like like you said, as far as a power forward, he's probably you know top five most dominant. Easily, easily. I mean, I, I would say KG had a pretty nice bag, but I mean at the same time, I don't think that the league ever really looked at. KG, the way they're looking at Giannis right now. I'm talking two-time MVP, 26 years old, took took a team to the championship, and I think he could have did it two times in a row if it wasn't for that stupid-ass bubble. KG was ahead of his time. He was. He was. I'm, he not, was saying, I'm not saying Giannis is better than KG. I'm just saying that when it, came, when it really finally came down to KG, KB and KG, a lot of that was Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, you know that was that was right. that was a Celtics thing, and um, it wasn't just KG. Like right now, it's pretty much Giannis and Middleton, and it's 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 hey. Kobe Shaq. And shout out to Drew Holiday because I I'm I, I've been a big Drew Holiday fan since I heard about everything that went on with his wife and how he, yeah, he yeah, stepped sure. away and, and took care of all he like, like up the book. Oh, oh, he Drew Holiday. If they if Drew Holiday would have played in the game today against France, them niggas would have got blown out by twenty. Yeah, this nigga can't. How you come no practices and you lead everybody in scoring? You just you, know, you just you just having a good time. First of all, you don't need practice to play defense. Duh. He came in there. He came in there with the clamps. Then once you get you can get into a rhythm defensively and that transition to your offense. And he and he's he's looking around like you know. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the game this morning. I'm like, all right, cool. This is fourth quarter. About seven minutes left. All right, we finna get into some Dame time. Dame being passive. He giving it, giving the ball to KD. KD's like, yeah, let me dribble out here. You know, do something. Drew's like, I'm going to the bucket. <laughs> and he went to the bucket. Like he's like, I don't know what y'all doing, but I'm, I'm gonna go to the bucket. I'm either gonna get a foul or I'm gonna get a bucket. I mean, he been like that since what UCLA, right? Do do the that's when you when you when you that when you that level of D one talent. I mean, Drew Holiday been that man. He been a bad man for a long time. Um, I he's just he's still one of those players that um, I tell you that you need yeah. all the time. You a need dog. him, and his type of dog isn't even that. Um, it's not even it's not even ugly. You no. know what I'm saying? It's 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 really uh, it, to, if you think about it, he clearly plays the game right because with the FIBA rules, shit, he wasn't fouling out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these cats, they 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 bitching about fouls and they fouling out. Shit, I'm what KD had nine points, four fouls. Clearly, Drew Holiday knows how to do it right. Bottom yeah. line, and yeah, that's that. He he's definitely an unsung hero, and um, other outside of him, Brandon Jennings too. Um, I, I just was, I was happy to see him, uh, with the, with the trophy too. Cause I'm like, man, he was, he, in a sense, kind of, you know, outside of, um, Ray Allen, Brandon Jennings, he was that man. He was that man. He was that man in the Milwaukee uniform or something to, he was something to remember. Oh yeah. How long was, how long was Ray Allen in uh, Milwaukee? See, he went from Seattle to Milwaukee. He was there five seasons. Okay. Let me see. That's a guess, though. 
I, I want to say he was there five seasons. I could be wrong. But you know who's not wrong? The Wikipedia. He was in... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He was in Milwaukee first. Milwaukee, then Seattle. Oh, I'm tripping. I didn't even, I didn't even remember that. Oh, I, thought, I always... I always thought he was in, in in Seattle first. Yeah, he was in just, he was in Milwaukee '96 through 2003. Wow, golly, dang! I don't know why I thought it was reverse. I, I did too. I don't. Know. Wow, but I do remember him being in Milwaukee though. Yeah, I do remember him being in Milwaukee. But why are we talking about sports, man? I just I definitely wanted to get into this NFL shit that's going on. Look, man, that shit ran me hot, bro. Look, man. Y'all motherfuckers still don't get it. <laughs> Y'all still don't get it, man. Like, it's 2021. We finna go into August. Y'all still talking about a weak-ass virus that pretty much made landfall in America. Let's just be for, let's just be real. It landed in America January 2020. It pretty much started causing social disruption in March of 2020. Um, and after that, man, what we witnessed after that was a overcorrection, a overreach of power by our government, and we've been telling y'all motherfuckers this since since then. I know a lot of black people specifically, you know, like to consume and digest news or whatever the mainstream narrative is without thought because. They just, for some reason, feel like, well, if my if my black celebrity counterparts are eating it up and are pushing this narrative too, then I need to follow it as well. And, and that's the thing that really scares me about our community is the the, the hive mind thinking is incredibly dangerous when it comes to the preservation of our people, and um. It's too many people at the center of the hive mind that are stupid as fuck and shouldn't be thinking for anybody. They shouldn't even be thinking for themselves, but they're thinking for the rest of us. And it's scary when I go on shit like, and I get shit from like the Shade Room or Baller Alert or wherever these people are 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 having their you know retarded meetings and 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 sharing their information. It's just it's sad because there is it feels like there is no room for critical thinking, and then the minute you start realizing, all right, it's some bullshit, <laughs> you start you you like you like well, I'm giving you all this information, I'm giving you all this data, I'm giving you all this proof, and now we come to a, a fork in the road where you even have people. In positions like a DeAndre Hopkins or a Cole Beasley, or you know, it, it all to me. I just I sit here and I see this shit. I'm just like, are y'all not realizing that these people are healthy as fuck, and you're trying to get them to? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, we have gotten to the point where we've been to the point to this point and I, I want to end on I, this is what I wanted this is my point I'm trying to get to like motherfuckers just be talking about they got COVID and I'm like do y'all even know what the shit is anymore 
That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm getting to now. Like, I don't, I'm not anti-vaxxer. I'm not a pro-vaxxer. Neither one of those things to me even makes sense. It's like, if you want to take medicine, take medicine. Like, yeah. if you don't want to be sick, you do what you do to take to not be sick. That's your business. But it just baffles me that it's gotten to the point where you're telling healthy people to take medicine. To, mm-hmm. to, to simplify it. It's Why a gazebo. Hell- <laughs> Goddamn gazebo, man. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it's, that's just my, my my most basic way of looking at this situation. Why are y'all telling healthy people to take medicine that they don't want to take? You ain't telling them to take a vitamin. You're telling them to take a medicine. You're telling them to take something to cure something that has no don't has no impact on them whatsoever. And then you're saying, well, when you take this medicine, you still could be tested positive. What does that mean? What does testing positive mean? Like that's and, and when I see people specifically in our community having conversations about COVID, I'm just sitting here like, what is COVID to y'all? Because clearly, if you're any type of sick, the first thing comes to a person's mind now is you got COVID. But what is it? What's COVID now? Seriously, what is COVID? What is the Delta variant? What is the Lambda variant, the Kappa Phi, Kappa Phi variant? What is this shit? What, what, and I, I'm still stuck on the why can't I compare this to the flu? Like they won't, they still say that this can't be compared to the flu. And it's like, all right, cool. You know, I don't understand why, but you say it can't. You know, that's all I'm going on is, you know, based off what people say, because I know when people get the flu shot, sometimes you, you you still can get the flu. It doesn't mean you don't get the flu. And it's that and there's a chance that it's not as bad. There's a chance that it's not deadly. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's guaranteed to not be bad. I've had the flu shot and I got the worst flu of my life. Like so and I haven't gotten the flu shot since because obviously it did me no good. The thing about the NFL, they said, well, if there is an outbreak, we're going to find the unvaccinated players. How can you trade? Wait, just because I'm unvaccinated, I'm going to get fined. I, I got to I got there's got to be some fine print like, OK, you were unvaccinated. You got sick and then there was an outbreak. OK, but hey, it's not like I walked in here and I was like, you know what? Let me get sick. Let me get sick. I, I, I'm choosing to get sick. I don't know too many people who choose to get sick. Like, even if you go out and you're running in the rain, you don't make the choice to get sick. The cold, cold don't show up at your door like, so did you order the five-day cough or is that down the hall? Like, you don't you don't make this choice. If you get sick, it happens. Yeah, what I can take the necessary. Well, what was this whole outbreak theory last year? Hey. We needed we needed money last year. We were hemorrhaging. <laughs> we were hemorrhaging money last year. So yeah, we didn't have these. We didn't have a vaccine. We were gonna play anyways. Now that we got a vaccine, we gonna play anyways. And, and, like that's, you, and that's, that's that's my thing. Like that's what I'm saying. Last year, you could say okay, there was no vaccine. But my thing is, if y'all, if the severity of this, if this virus was so bad to where you got to find people 15k then 
if a person test positive for COVID last year and then they got onto a field, you know, first of all, you wouldn't even be able to get on the field last year if you tested positive for COVID. So that that out the outbreak theory could could shouldn't even shouldn't even exist, right? So I can get that. But this year, you're basically saying all the same COVID protocols are in place for unvaccinated people, but then vaccinated people pretty much get to skip the protocols. So the only person that would be uh, that could possibly start an outbreak is a vaccinated person because you would know before the uh, the, the unvaccinated person before they get on the field if they got COVID because you treat them the same way you treated them last year. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So if I'm unvaccinated, in, in all honesty, I'm I'm more of a um, I'm, I'm I'm less of a concern. I'm less of a liability because before I got before I walk on that field, I got to get tested. Before before I can do anything, I gotta test it. Y'all are treating unvaccinated people like like they're gods, and they're skipping the protocols. They don't have to get tested every game. They don't if they if they get COVID, they don't. They only gotta do three days of quarantine now. Or, or they're, they're just quarantined until they get a negative test. Because I, I forget how long Chris Paul had to quarantine, but he missed two, maybe three games. Yeah, and they were playing yeah. every other day. Yeah. So think about that. So it's it's really these if if you really want to keep it consistent and fair, just treat everybody like they're not vaccinated. Just just continue doing the COVID the COVID uh rituals that y'all are doing, and let these people play football. If somebody tests positive for COVID, five seven day quarantine, go on about your business. But there is no reason to be doing this medical segregation. This medical segregation is all it is. It's to be human guinea pigs. I do not like that shit at all. And no. I, and it bothers me that people think that it's 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 trivial. This the type of shit is not trivial. This they're, the type of and, shit. And, and they're saying, you know, why don't you just show show concern for your neighbor and, and get the shot? Why don't my neighbor just mind their fucking business? Like uh, like nobody's uh, nobody's going door to door knocking and saying, hey, did you get your flu shot? Did did you get it? Are, are you thinking about getting your flu shot? You probably should get your flu shot. Bro. Are you gonna get your flu shot? Like, like, like to me, like that's my basic comparison. The flu. Until you give me, you know, some sound, like, okay, this is why this doesn't act like the flu. This is why this doesn't spread like the flu. Because everything you've told me, even in the beginning, they were treating COVID with flu medication. Yep. And still to this day, what they tell you, hey, you just wait it out. That's all you can do. Wait it out because nobody know what the fuck it is. I'm gonna be honest with you. Somebody tell me they got COVID, it, it doesn't that doesn't bother me. But if somebody told me that they had the flu, they better stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> cause like, cause I like I know if you had a flu, you got a runny nose, you you're sick, you 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 know you probably got body aches. You I I witnessed and I've seen people with the flu sitting there with their with their orange juice or they call their tea like they looking like they dying. And I've seen people talk about they got COVID, hop on a basketball court with me, going, you know, just going as hard as me. So I'm sorry. If you got COVID, I'm not saying that um, uh, to minimize it at any any rate. All I'm saying is it's definitely not 
it definitely does not consistently put people in a lethal space that I've seen the flu. Like, I've seen the flu tear motherfuckers up. I've seen thousands and thousands of people walk off COVID. And, I, and I've seen and heard multiple people say that they have COVID just simply because the doctor said they had COVID. I'm like, bruh, it's a lot of viruses out there that's going around that are pretty much just being lumped into this COVID category. And I guarantee you, if they treated you for the, for the right thing, you probably would only be sick for two or three days. But since they're treating it like, oh, we, we got to treat everything like it's COVID, now they're prolonging your sickness an extra four or five days. Yep. When all is when all when all when all when all is said and done, you probably just just need to take this tablet here and there, and get you a couple of days rest, and you good. Because once again, I still to this day have yet to hear my son tell me he had any of his friends have ever had COVID, going on two years now, and he was going to school physically. Yeah. And physically. That's, 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 and I I mean and like you said you know I've known numerous people who've, who've had COVID and. You know, I've known one person pass away from COVID, but other than that, I've everybody I've known has, you know, had it and, and survived. And and to to even put that in perspective, you know, I've known numerous people who've had pneumonia, and I've, I've only known I've only known one person to die from pneumonia. So pneumonia no, I'm not saying it's impossible. I've, I I remember I've had pneumonia one time in my life, and I will never forget that feeling. That shit was absolutely horrendous. So, we, and again, like we've said from from the, uh, the start, you can die from the common cold if not treated properly. And now we're it's just and, it's just a fact. And now we're talking about people who are at the epitome of physical conditioning, Bruh. I'm talking about <laughs> you've seen these athletes, man. You know what it takes to just be a high school level athlete. The type of conditioning that takes. And these dudes have been doing it since before then. And you're telling them, hey, if you catch a cold, your season over. They'll see you. We got to stop your whole season. Like, come on, man. Like, is it about health? Is it about safety? Or is it about control? I know it's about control. Because if it was about health and safety, why are we talking to the healthiest people, the safest people on the planet? These guys gear up. These guys play a tough game, you know, and these guys are about being protected. These guys, they take care of their bodies better than 90% of the people we know. And I I, I trust trust what they got to do. Like, they go to nutritionists. These guys have team doctors. Like, uh, if 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 D Hop telling me he don't want to take a vaccine, I think I think it's I think it's fair. And I, if D if D Hop ain't worried about his neighbor, I'm pretty sure his neighbor gonna be just fine. Because if my neighbor is worried about it and my neighbor gets vaccinated, then they don't give a shit what D Hop does. They just being nosy. <laughs> they just being nosy because they just being nosy just because, just because D Hop. Is unvaccinated and I'm vaccinated does not mean that neither one of us can't get this. According according to, you know, the the, the leading experts, because I'm I'm still that's still the most confusing thing to me out of all this, because I'm 100 percent certain that. A couple of years ago, 
in those Portland schools, or I think in those Washington schools, it was a group of parents that were on some anti-vaxxer shit, and they sent their kids to school. And the kids that got sent to school that didn't have a vaccine, they fought to get their kids in school, they didn't have the vaccines, those are the kids that end up getting the measles. The kids that was vaccinated, they didn't get the measles. But guess who was it? Guess who was in harm's way? The kids that weren't vaccinated because they never had the measles before and they've never been vaccinated for the measles. So to me, you sent the you sent you basically sent kids into a dangerous environment. And I feel like that that's how a vaccine should that's how a vaccine should work. If if what you're telling me is as an unvaccinated person, if I'm in a room full of vaccinated people, and all honesty, I should be the one to walk out that mug seat. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. <laughs> what's happening is actually the opposite. It's a lot of vaccinated people saying, man, this unvaccinated person got me sick. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I don't get you sick, but I'm not sick. <laughs> y'all, y'all the one that got y'all have the dormant virus in your system. But I got I but I got you sick. Just look at the situation from when you were in school. They kept out the unvaccinated kids for a reason. They didn't want those unvaccinated kids coming in getting sick. They were at risk. Yeah. You're in this controlled environment where everybody's where everybody's pretty much had the virus. Just think about it. Everybody that had chicken pox at this school already. Yep. If you ain't never had chicken pox, don't come in here. Cause you're gonna get sick. You're gonna get it. You're not gonna get us sick. We already had it. We we vaccinated. Like that is the uh, <laughs> how does that not make sense to people? You know how How do you forget everything that you've learned? Damn. I, I just I don't get it, man. I feel like that's just so simple. If, if you get a vaccine for any other reason, then the reason I'm getting this vaccine is because I don't want to worry about getting sick anymore. Like, that's it. If that's the reason you get a vaccine, that's fine. You, you get a vaccine. I feel like Chris Paul, uh, uh, Jason Williams, the minute they got a vaccine and they still tested, I said they should have sued them whole ass niggas. <laughs> Fuck you gonna tell me I'm getting vaccinated and I'm going back to normal. And I'm still out here getting getting COVID nineteen. I'm still getting sick. It is. It's not the I'm getting. I'm still getting sick. It's that you're set. You're 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 taking me away from my life. And, and you people, told people me that's why sick. I was getting vaccinated. Yeah, you told me I was getting vaccinated so I could carry on with my life. But then I got sick, and then you maybe do the same shit. Anyways, man, look, the boys are back. Sorry to keep y'all waiting for as long as we did. You know, I did not have COVID nineteen. I was just, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just out here. I was just out here, just letting, letting Father Thomas just giving me a good check, and um, it was a necessary hip check. Um, it felt, it felt great. Like, like my words of advice is, man, like. If it, you 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 know I feel I rest I do rest but at the same time there's nothing like kind of going on a vacation 
and I think that uh, everybody needs to, um, on a monthly basis, have vacation scheduled. And when I say vacation, I mean like real vacation, where you can really be inactive for a few days. Not you know when I say a few days, like like two or three days, just really be inactive and really just treat yourself and and. and when I say treat yourself to the point where like you ain't got to really get in your car, just have it set up to where you could just really just put your feet up and just be chill. Like everybody deserves two or three days of that monthly. It's good for the mind. It's good for the body. It's necessary. I don't think I don't think that we as human beings, we know as human beings, we're not supposed to be going and going. 30, 31 days a month. I mean, 31, 30, 30, 31 days out of the month. Like, you have to cherish the fact that you have a nice home to live in. Why not rest? Why not relax in it? Like, it's it's not always cool to be on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. That, Insta, that Instagram shit, like, no. You, ain't, you won't always got to be on the go. But I will say that... When it's time to put in work, nigga, put in work. Cause um, if if you sitting around being lazy all fucking day, waiting for somebody to pick you a handout, you're gonna be sadly disappointed. Um, and that's all I got. Health is wealth, honestly. You look, you look at these pro athletes. You know, hey, they do get sick. You know, and and again, I know basically of one case where. Uh, a top tier athlete. I don't think he was a, a professional, but I think he was like D1. So I, I consider them to be top tier. Got really, really down bad with this illness. So, you know, take care of your health always, you know, get off the couch, move around. And, and I know it's been easy, especially when you're working from home, you know, even though you have a desk job, you're not doing the walk that you do to the car from the garage to your desk. The countless trips you make back and forth to the to the restroom when you're at work and the fucking off time that you do going back and forth to the break room, you know, all those steps actually do count and you're not getting them when you're working from home. So, you know, make sure you still focus on trying to get that shit into your system regularly. Get your heart rate up. Do some fucking or something. I don't know. God, dang, do some fucking. Wow. You kiss your mouth with that mouth. But my words of advice are. <laughs> when they love you you can do no wrong when they hate you you can do no right ain't that a word ain't that a word I like it I like you I still I'm still upset with you man can't be out here talking like that man (laughs) I mean, so nah, man, y'all get, your, get, know, your, man. get your heart rate up. <laughs> it, it does. It does do the job. It does do the job. Um, y'all already know, though, man. If y'all on SoundCloud listening, drop a comment. Uh, if you got any suggestions for us, you want us to talk about a certain topic, go ahead and send it to us on SoundCloud. You can even send it to us on the Instagram. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts listening, make sure you subscribe. 
and make sure you you rate us because that'll make it a lot easier for you to find us when you type in No Boundaries Podcast. Uh, I don't know what episode this is, but I know it's over 200 episodes, and uh, I still can't tell you what we do on Spotify, but whatever it is you do on Spotify, make sure you go and do that. And as always, thank you, and you're welcome, and it's a, it's been a pleasure. And we'll be back again next week if the Lord says the same. With that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> but ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?